Hey everybody, it's Corey Phoenix. You're here with your boy. Oh yo, it's me. And what you're listening to is an episode of Small Package that was recorded at a previous date and is being aired on a future date. So this is a very generic intro. Whoa. But I'm imagining this may happen in the future. Dude, and, this is a great episode. And now I guarantee it. And in this episode, you'll hear wrestling. And also we talk about great match. And also wrestler had a fantastic week maybe a phenomenal you won't believe week. this tweet either <laughs> yeah there or, was one of those so enjoy this episode oh hey folks i'm wwe hall of famer hacksaw jim duggan and you're listening to the podcast small package give me a hold buddy oh! hey everybody it's kai poindexter here uh, with your boy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's bad oh, Ready oh, to yeah. take you oh, to yeah. the danger zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this week on Small Motherfucking Package. Oh, yeah. My wisdom tooth is healing. It's there. Also, Raw and SmackDown happening, but who gives a fuck about that? Dude, when there's a lot of stuff that happened over the past two weeks. Dave Meltzer just invented a fucking star. But he did go for six. And also, we're here to tell, uh, tell you about how we felt about 2016, the year that can fuck right off, except for pro wrestling which was like non-stop great pretty much what what okay yeah let's get right to it this is the small package show Almost sounds like the intro to that disturbed song. It's like, oh, wow. Just like stutter it out a little bit. Oh, wow. Well, so that, that one almost sounds like you're just dying. <laughs> like, there's no air. Yeah. Can't be breathing. That's for all the fans with misophonia who hate sounds like that. That's why I was uh, tweeting out when Caleb forced me to watch Napoleon Dynamite. Was like, this movie's terrible for people who hate weird, awkward sounds. Like, they have, like, the shot of him chewing gum in the bathroom, and you just hear the... I'm just like, why? Why did you put this in? And, like, I already don't like that movie. I was watching it for her. Uh, and, like, I'm just like... Very negative. Oh, fuck. fuck. Except I think all of the reasons why you don't like it, like... Is why are intentional likes it. though? Yeah, I feel so like you're saying you're saying like it's so awkward. This is like a sad drama wrapped up in an awkward comedy, and I think it is supposed to be. Like I think Fair. that was entirely true, and and the fact that you don't like it is just because you don't care for that. So yeah, I mean that's it's fine. It's fine. That's fine. Everyone has different tastes. I think it's the same reason why I'm not so high on like Nacho Libre, which is another one of her like favorite. Movies. I didn't care for Nacho Libre as like it, it has some funny parts, but it just it just doesn't have the same charm. And she was like, "Oh, don't get it. You love wrestling. You hate Nacho Libre." I'm like, well, "That's not, not a wrestling movie. That's like that's like being like, oh, I don't get it. You you are an equestrian person. You you race horses or, or you ride horses for show, but you hate My Little Pony. It's like, well, what? Just because there's like a common element to them, right? It it's like how much of Nacho Libre is wrestling? About two minutes of the whole thing, if that." Like, strictly speaking, wrestling, yeah, probably. Just not that much. Just, like, the final sequence, really. 
Because a lot of it's like, I mean, if you count a little training, bit of the early sequence, if you count training but stuff, like, maybe. Mm. Even still, even still, it's not a wrestling. I loved the wrestler. Fucking, yeah, it's a great wrestling movie. That was Mickey Rourke, right? Wrestler, yeah, it was fucking fantastic in the movie. It really was. Uh, you know, had um, uh, Necro Butcher. Yeah, dude, that movie was fucking great. And when he's like gigging and stuff, and just like, oh man, it's it's fantastic. You know, there's there's definitely movies with wrestling elements I've liked, but there's also re- like a wrestling element movies. Even like, what was it? Uh, Over the top. Was that the one with Hulk Hogan? Maybe I don't know. I the know. WCW one with David Arquette, and that's the reason that he won oh, the WCW sure, title. Sure, whatever that one was. Like, there's wrestling. Just because it has wrestling in it doesn't mean I like it. And Napoleon Dynamite didn't even have wrestling. It had fucking Tina the Long. And like, I, I, I think I think one of the tweets I actually sent out was like, "Oh yeah, Tina can get some ham." I remember when everyone on Earth was saying that in John Cutter's dumb can- voice. I I I'll give you that the a lot of people quoting that movie did ruin that movie. Hey, somebody's calling Corey. It's John Cena. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm mute this phone. They keep calling me. Now everyone. Now all. There we go. Now everyone knows that. Yes, in fact, the John Cena theme is my unironic ringtone that i well you used to have it super customized yeah well before i had to exchange my first note seven for my second note seven uh-huh. and then i gave up on the idea and then now you why bother because you're gonna lose your phone soon anyway this all needs to get cut from the podcast no dude well this is the intro anyway hey everybody <laughs> hey everybody welcome welcome to another glorious episode of small package show yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're gonna open it up with with the news of wrestling uh i feel like that's the best thing to just go ahead and start off with is all of the stuff that has happened the last couple of weeks in in wrestling world uh we we will briefly touch on raw and smackdown because you know they they existed but the main point of well a lot of shit happened on smackdown well yeah smackdown was was actually still pretty good but raw was sort of Shruggable. Raw's been shruggable, yes. But the main thing for this episode is it's 2017 now, and so we, in typical small package form, are going to be the last ones to post our best of 2016. Yeah, we waited through the whole year. That's strategic, because now we're the last ones on your mind, because we're most recent. Right, people gonna Google... Yeah, Best dude. of Wrestling 2016, we're going to be top result because we're the last ones published. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's how Google works. And I also, think. in small yeah. package, true to small package form, we're going to not do any research and not like look up nominees. Right. Instead, just do this. We're just going to list the matches from 2014. We don't even. That have, was this year, right? It was really good. We don't even have categories picked out. The categories will be off the top of the head, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's just so us. Also, I've got to go back to my oral surgeon in an hour and 45 minutes so we gotta we gotta breezango right through this Uh if you feel me wink wink whoa okay well let's start all right so anyway what's the news what news do you got uh we have much news you know so (laughs) a fucking rick flair just won't let it die okay so first the thing about that everyone is reporting that it was 400 pound deadlift impressive 
According to the comments on Reddit, people were like, that's 285. Still impressive. Still impressive. Still better than I could probably do. Right better than I could, right? I'm not I'm not trying to fault Ric Flair here, but the point is people are reporting it at 400, and I, I don't think it was. Did he himself say it was 400? No. Then where did they even come up with the 400 pound number? I think number? people miscalculated how heavy the plates were on it. Possible. Also, it's tough to determine the 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 inner plates because you can't actually see what they would say. And I mean, in theory, they usually go by size to weight, so like the bigger ones are heavier. But it's also possible that they were the same size, but they were heavier plates than the outside ones. Not that that really ultimately matters, because the dude's a fucking dinosaur, and he yeah, should not no. take a spot in the fucking rumble. If he comes out at number 17, which is what he put he in his put, cryptic tweet. He did tweet, put hashtag 17. If he comes he out did. at 17, I will turn the rumble off. That said, uh, if he comes back to try to get his 17th title. I'll cancel my subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I will be like, oh, sorry, Bob, you got to pick up the mantle for a couple months here because I'll be done. Dude, you will. I, oh my God. I'll record the podcast. I will, I will not co host it for uh, out of spite, not to you, but to them. I, dude, he can't. That is everything okay there? You got some water on your floor. What? Oh, it's from the ice cube trays. Okay. It's from the ice cube trays. Sorry. I figured it wasn't a problem. Oh, shit, everybody. But yeah, dude, he can't come back. For, uh, either one of those is silly. Him coming back for a 17th title. Like, uh, him coming back for a rumble spot, like, that's not the end of the world. Like, they have, you know, veteran pops all the time, and he's been kind of involved in a storyline with Sasha and Charlotte, and like... Him coming back for two minutes to get thrown over the top rope, like, I can live with that. That's not the end of the world. They're trying to have a huge rumble, and why not have one of the most popular wrestlers of all time be in it? Uh, that said, if, he, if, no. if, if, if he's trying to come back... For realsies? For a 17th title run? No. Because that's what I immediately interpreted it, it as. Because he's, you know, legendarily a 16-time legend, and Cena's going for his 16th title, and so it could be, you know, that what? It, Flair's going for 17, and it's like, oh, who's going to make it? Cena tying the title or Flair? I take it back. If he comes back and gets in the ring, and says. I'm Ric Flair. Woo! I'm here because I want to try to win my 17th title. Woo! I'm going to try to put it out of the hands of John Cena. Woo! You know what? I will just sort of laugh along with the audience. If I, sh- I what I I think I want to rephrase what I said. If WWE sincerely gives like merit to that and gives him an actual title shot, I you know what? I might not even be so mad at that. Because they gave Ellsworth a fucking quote unquote 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 title shot, sure. But if they put it on Ric Flair, then I will be fucking pissed. Because it's like that—that that is so stupid. That is so stupid. 
The only way that it isn't stupid, the only way that it isn't stupid, which would be fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Have him come to SmackDown. Obviously, SmackDown. John Cena SmackDown. The actual WWE heavyweight or WWE World Championship is on SmackDown. Sure. Have him show up on SmackDown. Have him get in the ring with AJ Styles and be like, I'm here to get my 17th championship. Woo! And all that jazz. Have him get into the ring with AJ Styles. AJ Styles is like, you know what, Rick? You're a legend. And I fucking hate John Cena. So you know what? You get a championship a match right AJ now. Styles impersonation. Thank you. He lays down. Let's Ric Flair do the one foot on the chest pin. One, two, three. Ric Flair, 17th championship. And then AJ Styles goes, hey, Rick, would you mind if I had my rematch right now? Maybe I could. you could have your rematch afterwards and we could put you at 18, huh? And then the crowd's like, what the fuck is happening? And then they ring the bell for the rematch and AJ Styles just fucking obliterates Ric Flair to get like massive heat and it's just like who the fuck do you think you are i have aj fucking phenomenal styles and then the crowd can just fucking boo and also and also the fun thing about that is that it allows john cena to have one more title run as a buffer room before the big breaking the number thing because now now rick flair i don't know why i'm fantasy booking this in my head to actually like it <laughs> You're like, this is a great idea. Wait, no, no, it's everything I just said. I'd cancel the network for. I guess if they did it like that, and I do mean exactly fucking like that, because I don't know how else you could possibly do it and not make it shitty, but I think that could actually work pretty well. Yeah, because it gives because yeah. you know what I mean. It would give Ric Flair. Hey, I came back and won the title one more time. It would give AJ Styles massive heat, massive heat. And it would give John Cena even more reason to beat up AJ Styles because he's like, oh, you just disrespected one of the greatest of all time. And also fucked me over from being one win away from tying the record. And also all the Smarkies would have fun with the TNA winks and nods. Winks. TNA is that a great year. From uh, back when AJ and Flair were in TNA. <laughs> Uh, speaking of TNA, the uh, rumor roundup on Cage Side is saying that apparently they never stopped talking to Alberto Del Rio. So there's like a chance that he could still. Huh. I know that one thing everyone's freaking out about is the fact that Kurt Angle has said that he's no longer taking dates from April of this year on. Wink. 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 <laughs> What's in April, Corey? Let me tell you, Bob. A handful of SmackDowns and a handful of Raws. Maybe one of them's a Pittsburgh. <laughs> and also uh Marshall Monogars. I don't know if there's gonna be a SmackDown or a Raw in April before Mania. Cause it's like the fourth again. Oh. Cause like last day yeah, last year it was the second and that was oh, the right. Sunday. So like obviously right. no. Well, I don't know. I don't remember what date it is in April. So some years it's at the end. Oh, this is another early one. Other wrestling news. Uh, yes. Uh, speaking of TNA, mm-hmm. uh, Dixie Carter has been officially ousted. Oh, wow. She has got, got, got gone from TNA. How did that happen? Uh, and impact wrestling, uh, Anthem, whatever owns them now fully there's some kind of canadian company or what's i don't know i don't really 
know much about it, but I know a company named Anthem now owns TNA and Impact Wrestling. And uh, they've already started spinning it around um, because uh, Pop USA and Hulu have a new agreement, and so now TNA is going to be available on Hulu. Fuck, I just canceled my Hulu subscription. (laughs) Ah, shit. Gotta talk to the wife now. Fuck. I don't don't have anything else that I can fucking afford. She'd let me bring Hulu back if I found something else to cancel. But Uh but the next thing thing down the list in terms of things I could cancel is Uh WWE Network. Because like straight straight up like she 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 will make me delete she will make me delete 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 one subscription in order it came down to youtube red and uh because hulu is the easiest one to give up uh-huh. but it came down to youtube red or wwe network and i was like well, fuck dude can't get rid of wwe so i was like bye my beloved youtube red you were gone shit why do you even have to tell me that? Bum me out on the podcast, you fucking jerk. I mean, that's Sorry. great news. I'm excited about it. Uh, apparently, the reason the Cedric Alexander and Alicia Fox angle is is even being televised is because Vince McMahon reportedly says it's funny how Noam Dar says Noam Dar says Fox. Uh huh. I believe it, and also I agree with you, Vince. 110 percent on that one. 110 percent. Noam Dar is charming as fuck. I love Noam Dar when he's like. Alicia Fox. It's just like I love it, fucking love it. But yeah, Kurt Angle might come back. That'd be fun. We'll see. I would be very happy with that. We'll see. Um, also, this month, so I think it's next—not this weekend, but next weekend—we get the UK Championship. Yeah, the fifteenth. Yeah, fourteenth yeah, and fifteenth. So next weekend. So that'll be that'll be fun. It could be good if it's anything like the Cruiserweight Classic. It'll be a good show. Uh, so Dave Meltzer. So uh, first off, Kenny Omega had a great year. Uh, Okada always has a great year, uh, and the two of them have a lot of last year's highest rated matches. But this is obvi- obviously this match can't make la- the greatest of last year list since it happened after the new year, but. Uh, Kenny Omega and Okada had a match that Dave Meltzer gave a six star rating to. And I just, he came out and said, this may have been the best match he's ever seen. Um, we have not had a chance to watch this match yet. Or I haven't. Have you? No, this is on the Wrestle Kingdom. New Japan show. Yeah. Yeah. It was Wrestle Kingdom 11, which I mean, in our defense, a, it it was on a Wednesday, right? And B, it started airing at three a.m. Yeah, I mean that'll happen Japan because Japan. But um, I mean, I from everything I've heard, it it is just the greatest fucking thing ever. Yeah, not just I mean, from Meltzer. Everyone has been saying this is amazing. Yeah, no, everyone everyone is saying that it, it it's the the greatest match in wrestling uh somebody i'm i'm trying to find the tweet um all uh njpw world gained 10,000 new subscribers on the day of wrestle kingdom 11 so that's, that's dope big good for, for them. them yeah i mean they're trying to make it 
available in America, especially oh, since they've, they've been the ones who've come out and said, if you're not with WWE, you're against WWE. And they've had WWE steal, so, well, not steal, but sort of steal. Like, you know, so many of their poach, I'll say is the right word, poach so many of their fucking top talent guys that it's just, hey, man, any, if they want to make a run against the, the, the dubs, Go for it. And what better way than to have what may have been the greatest match in history? Yeah, somebody tweeted at Meltzer, what is your favorite period in wrestling? His response, 4 to 5 a.m. last night. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. And dude, they've had some great stuff. I mean, last we'll probably talk about this later on in the podcast, but even last year when they had the at the Super Juniors, uh, the Osprey Ricochet match. It got, I think Meltzer gave it a four seven five. I don't know if he gave it a five star, um, but you know, controversial in that there wasn't a lot of story to the match. But still, you know, they've been putting on great. Ma- I mean, a lot of last year's top rated matches were in New Japan, so all good stuff. Um, here's here's some more news. More news. Uh, two names have apparently been leaked for WWE Hall of Fame. Two. Induction 2017. Okay. Uh, do you want me to guess or you just want to say it? Uh, I mean, both of them are, are long overdue. Uh, you're going to love one and the other one is like super long overdue. So it'd be surprising if you guessed it. Okay. Uh, one super long overdue. Yeah. Do you have any hint as to who that one is? Uh, went by a nickname followed by his first and last name and all began with the letter R. That's a lot of hints. That's a lot, that's a lot of hints. That I'm, Rick Rude? Yes. Rick Rude! Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay, that's hey, you know what? That's fucking awesome. I'm glad they're finally putting Rick Rude into the fucking Hall of Fame, dude. Uh-huh. I didn't honestly didn't even know he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. Uh, is the other one more recent? Much more recent. And you're Attitude Era. Him. You're pausing. <laughs> so it's a WCW guy. Because <laughs> if it if it was newer, you'd have said no. If it was older, you said no. And if it was WWF, you would have said yes. <laughs> So instead of it's a WCW guy, which is weird because not too many of those guys go in. Yeah, but it's a guy who arguably deserves it more than anyone else. Is it because of DDP yoga? Is it DDP? <laughs> it's DDP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DDP yoga saving oh. careers and putting him in the Hall of Fame. I hope that they don't put him in for his career. I hope they only put him in for his fucking yoga for giving Chris Jericho back to us. And. Uh, Jake the Snake and are those rumors or are those official? I, oh, you're saying put gave them back their careers or their lives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I for a second I thought you were saying Jake the no, Snake. Jake the, the Snake's already in. I'm pretty sure. That's why I was. That was, the, that was in the whole documentary. Yeah, that's why I was confused. No, no, and then Scott Hall. So many people. Nash. And Nash is apparently Foley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which fuck, dude? You've seen the results for Foley. Right, that guys, looking thin as fuck now. Trim. Trim AF. Silly haircut, but he looks good. 
fish. <laughs> looks a little, looks a little, got a little bit of skin, skin, skin hanging on kind of thing. Better. But definitely healthier. Healthier is the right word. It looks healthier. Uh, wow, that's great for fucking DDP, dude. I'm super stoked. Again, rumors. Well, but if it if it's true, that's a good thing. Uh, and everyone else is clamoring for uh, a China introduction or induction. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, especially a, she passed away this past year. A Vader induction. A Hulk Hogan re-induction. <laughs> A Hulk Hogan reinstation. Hey, hey, that's another thing that happened that I thought was fucking dope. Is Peter? So they had Peter Rosenberg host New the pre-show. Show. They had him host the pre-show, and then Sam Roberts host the pre-show. Uh huh. Um, and now it looks like Peter Rosenberg of Cheap Heat podcast and Hot ninety seven fame has his own network show. Bring it to the table. And hey, I I watched the whole first episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, it's non kayfabe. Uh huh. And he had on the Somewhat. guests. The guests this week were JBL and uh, and Paul Heyman. And here the three of them have a non kayfabe discussion about what they think is going on in in the WWE business and you know what can be done to improve it and talking about issues that the fans have. And it was definitely interesting because. I feel like Paul Heyman more was uh, you. I would expect Paul Heyman to be more on the side of the fans and JBL to be more on the corporate teat, as it were. But honestly, Paul Heyman mostly viewed Peter Rosenberg's quote unquote ICW fan leadership as bitching, and JBL actually took a lot of it in consider into consideration. You know, and so I felt like it was definitely, uh, you know, an interesting take on the whole thing. It was a lot well, of fun. Yeah, but I mean, JBL could come from the stance of the customer's always right. Right. Business approach, where if the customer is saying, hey, I want this, and you as a product creator go, nah. Mm. That's a little... Um, oh, also, Jay, uh, one another piece of news, Jay Lethal... Again, this is all. Uh, some of this is from Kate Cheddar rounds ups. Uh, Jay Lethal resigned with Ring of Honor and said he has not had discussions with WWE. So doesn't look like he's somebody looking at coming over. It's a lot of people though that people are saying WWE has their eye on trying to bring them in. And I think that's interesting because while I do feel like there's a drought of there's not enough talent on some of the rosters in terms of like, it's not being shaken up enough. Like how many more times are we going to see some combination of Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens? Like how many more months can they drag this out? Where it's they just... so much fun. Dude. <sighs> in case the people at home can't, can't see Bob's face or understand his sarcasm. I think I speak for the trees. Like the Lorax. When I say we are fucking tired of just seeing the four of them getting shuffled around. Tonight, it's a tag team match. And then tonight, it's like, you two fight, and you two fight. And then the next one is Raw. It's like, okay, well, let's switch it up. So instead of it being Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns fighting Chris Jericho. But don't worry. Every single one of them features a stipulation about how the other can't come to ringside. And then they always do, because fuck you. Yeah, it's it's got it's just gotten to the point where it's like, this is old. Can we please, please just change it up and just do... Right? But that's Raw's problem different. is that well actually that's kind of all of WWE's problem is that they don't have main eventers. And the thing is is that 
they have a lot of talent, but they aren't pushing, they aren't building people up well enough to become the next main eventer. Except for Braun. Well, Braun, but Braun also ate a spear from Goldberg and Reigns, which, uh, well, admittedly, he ate a spear from Goldberg he, and Reigns. He just Reigns. ate a dual spear from, like, Kayfabe, the strongest guy ever in WWE. And, and- also Goldberg. Zing, 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 What? I got to put some sound effects under there. Note to self. Pew, 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 pew. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't think that they're building up. Uh, Braun is a good example of somebody that they have built well. And kind of Corbin on the Maybe SmackDown Maybe kind side. of. But, I don't know, Corbin also was made foolish by Kalisto several times. Dude, build up Kalisto to main event scene? Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. That's impossible. It's not possible. Lucha, He's too small. Lucha, send, him, send him to 205 Live where he belongs. Cha, 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 cha. Uh, Batista's not coming back. Everyone can buckle the fuck up Lucha. about that. Shawn Michaels also will not. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out real quick. <laughs> yeah. Tista. Tista. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't fucking think Shawn Michaels is wrestling anybody in the imminent foreseeable future or any future. Right, because that was kind of built up as a thing that AJ was going to wrestle. And, and it all like, started. Oh, it's going to happen, bro, 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 bro. But it mostly happened because like one or two people made fan art and he retweeted it being like, that's awesome. He didn't. It's yeah. not like he was like, "I'm wrestling him." Well, no, he they, he did make a couple of comments where it's like, "I want Michaels." Yeah, it. everyone wants Shawn Michaels. Sure, but he lost his smile and <laughs> <laughs> he got it back. No, he 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 lost it again because it's unholy. <laughs> it's not holy to smile. That's that's pride, Bob. That's a sin. Hey, he's gonna be back on Raw because of his movie. His movie's his coming out Jesus this week. Movie. Everyone thinks that it's because he's gonna fight someone. First oh, off, if he was coming Jesus back, movie. if he was coming back on Raw, why would that have anything to do with AJ Styles? Second off, it's about his fucking awful looking movie. They've, and they've also made it pretty blatantly clear that he is coming back for this movie. Like, the, uh, unlike Undertaker, who's because he's coming back on Raw the same day for s- reasons, because I guess. Isn't he part of the Blue Brand? Shut up. He's the Undertaker and he's digging souls holes. The blood of your brand is on your The blood hand. of your souls are in your holes. <laughs> the blood of your hole is on your hands. I don't know. I don't get it. He's going to be back on Raw this upcoming week, and it's it's weird, but he's probably... Uh, some people are saying it's because he's going to announce that he's in the Rumble, and I swear to fucking God, okay? I swear to... Fu- I'm an atheist, but I swear to God, I will become a believer just to cast God away from me again. If fucking Undertaker and Ric Flair and Goldberg are all in one Royal Rumble, I will literally shit myself to death. If those three old fuckers, because and look, that's take ten, can, that's ten percent of the entrance in those three guys alone. Oh no, that's not true, is it? Yeah, there's only thirty guys. Three is ten percent. Fuck, fuck, that's garbage, dude. If ten percent of the Royal Rumble entrants have AARP cards and get discounts at buffets, that is fucking trash. That is fucking trash. And also, like, yeah, everyone's like, well, Taker can still hang. He still looked good at the last WrestleMania. I'm like, yeah, okay. And yeah, his thing with Brock that he had, which was also, what, 2015? Two years ago? I mean, a year and a half ago, whatever. That was when he fought, was fighting Lesnar. Looked great. I thought, I thought it was a really good feud. It was. But that being said, 
who gives a fuck? Why why is this matter right now? Like the guy's fought in how many fucking WrestleManias too? Hey man, he's not just a WrestleMania wrestler. He's here. I'm not just here for WrestleMania. Ah, I'm just over it, dude. Oh my god. I you know fuck it. Let's just make let's just make a gimmick Royal Rumble that's for old people and just put all of them in it, you know. Uh, Retired Rumble. Road Dog can come back. Uh-huh. X Pac. DDP. DDP human the yoga. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh yeah. Shane, Shane can Tatanka fight him. Is still around. Yes, <laughs> Tajiri. He just fucking made his well, two or no, five live. He's still active. Yeah, but I'm just saying, we're talking True. about older, older people. True. Tajiri can can totally do the green mist. I still want to figure out how he does that. Is it a capsule? Magic. Maybe it's in that diaper Dude, he's wearing. Magic. I swear to God, it looks like he's magic. wearing a diaper. Yeah. Also, everyone who's talking about Batista. Oh, Batista might come back. Dude, has anyone read his Twitter and what he has had to say about WWE? It is not kind. <laughs> he is very over the WWE. So, uh, and also people have started to talk about how Roman Reigns and John Cena have been tweet hating each other and that apparently that's shoot and that it is not a build up for anything. It's just that Roman Reigns decided, hey, this will be a good way to get myself some PR by hating on John Cena. I mean, John Cena swung first. Yeah. Well, didn't he didn't he didn't he throw himself into Roman having a Twitter spat with someone else? No, Roman just posted something and John Cena was like, "Well, yeah, it was. Uh Roman was responding to a fan who posted a video about him laughing during the Kevin Owens headlock." During, yes. Yeah. Correct. He's like, I was just laughing because I saw Kevin Owens paychecks or something. It was a really dumb response. And because it was from Roman Reigns. And yeah, that scene was like posting a picture of him at a gym. He's like, I'm at your gym because it's University of Georgia. It's like, I'm at your gym, like putting in work while you're laughing about other people's money. Oh my god. It was the a good little spat. Dub 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 dub. We still have people who are tw- like you know saying there like rumors in the WWE for the for the fucking uh Rumble and it's like we still don't even know how the Rumble's going to work. Like we it, it seems from people talking like if you win you go after the championship on your brand. That seems to be how it is. But we don't have anything concrete. Nothing it, concrete. It, we do know it will be 30 man. And it will be inter-promotional. Yes, because Corbin has declared himself in the match. We do know seven people. I posted an article about this on my site. So who are the seven uh, we know? We know Kofi, Xavier, Big E. Okay. Uh, uh, Lesnar, Goldberg, um, Braun. Braun and Corbin. And Corbin. So that's the seven. seven. Okay. And then we know people in other matches, so they are likely not going to be in the Rumble. Not confirmed, but likely not. Wait, no, we know Jericho. eight because eight is Jericho. Yes. So Roman. No, not Roman. Rusev and Rollins are in a match. No. Or is it Roman? It is Roman. It's Roman and Roman Owens and Owens. for the Universal title. Right. So they're probably Unlikely. not going to be in the Rumble. 
Probably not. Okay. Uh, and then Cena and Styles are in a match for the WWE title. Okay. Probably not. Uh, AJ or uh, Ambrose mm-hmm. and probably Miz, unconfirmed, but probably Miz mm-hmm. will be going for the universe uh, IC belt against Ambrose. Yeah. Yes. So it's those two are happen. probably out. Right. Uh, at least Ambrose is probably out for sure. Um, don't have to worry about U.S. belt. Uh, and then tag belts. Sheamus and Cesaro are probably going against the club. Right. That seems to be building into a program. They're definitely not going to go against New Day because New Day's in the Rumble. Right. Um. AA. And then AA is probably going to get invested in the Wyatts, yeah. but that's un- unsure for now as well. And also, only two of the Wyatts would actually be in True. the match. You could still have Bray be in the Rumble. You could still have Harper be in the Rumble. W- Orton. Or Orton in the Rumble. I mean, who knows? Uh, I definitely feel like if they put any of them in the Rumble, it should be Bray. Agreed. Um. Also, it's just interesting to continue the Orton and Harper getting along. Or part, not. Or lack there. Oh. All right, so we spent enough um, time talking about WWE news. Oh, yeah, and then the, oh. the last thing for the Rumble mm-hmm. was just, I'm assuming no cruiserweights will be in it at all? Doubtful. But With the exception, the exception of people who should be in the cruiserweights but aren't. So Sin Cara and... Neville. And, uh, no, Kalisto. Uh, I'm saying, well, or Sin Cara, but here's the thing about Sin Cara. Yes, he's in the cruiserweights now, but also he still occasionally gets used to job out on main roster. Uh-huh. So my point is, is I don't think they're going to take anyone who's CWC slash 205 Live exclusive division and bring them into the Rumble. But people like Kalisto and Sin Cara, I feel like could because but Kalisto is never involved in the. But I'm saying he should be. He should never. be. But he isn't. So I think he Why could, should he be? Because he's He'd be the only lucha wrestler on SmackDown. That's a I, way better position. Kayfabe, Kayfabe, Kayfabe. No, it's not, because he just gets crushed by everything. Yeah, but being a niche wrestler no, in he, a land of opportunity. Kayfabe, Kayfabe, Kayfabe. <laughs> he is the smallest dude on the roster. Kayfabe, Kayfabe, Kayfabe. No, it's a terrible opportunity for him. He should demand a trade. If I was Kalisto, Kfib, 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 and I was on a roster with fucking Randy Orton and fucking Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, because even Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles are way bigger than Kalisto. Like, there's oh, no Ambrose one. Ambrose is like 6'2. He's like big. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. But my point being. Maybe 6'4, whatever. Yeah, he's and, tall. And Kalisto's shorter than my wife. Okay. So. Just newsflash. If I was Kalisto, KFM, 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 I would be fucking, I would want to be like, hey, cruiserweights, I'm you guys. Let me in. And then they're like, no, son. <laughs> you know, Encino man, no gif. Just like, anyway. All right. So let's uh, quickly run through Raw and, 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 and SmackDown. Raw, I can sum up with mostly just a noise. Yeah, I mean, nothing happened, really. Uh, we found out about the shark cage. I know that's last week, but yeah. we didn't cover it, so... He, you know, Jericho in a shark cage. Yeah, which guarantees that he's going to be involved in some kind of screwy finish in the match. Yeah. Even though that's what the design is for, but by including it in the match, they can sell toys. Guarantees a thing that it will involve a dumb finish. Anyway, <sighs> sell toys. 
Yes. That's all. Uh, really? Can you think of anything else that's happened important? Enzo's in a wheelchair, I guess. Yeah. Jinder Mahal and Rusev look like a Our tag cool, team, I guess. They look cool together, but Rusev needs a singles push more. Uh, We've circle jerked with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, yeah. Jericho, and KO. Boring. The, I have the talking segment that ended Raw this week was at least somewhat entertaining with Bill coming out to the ring, and then it became a clusterfuck with oh, everyone being Bill. Everyone coming out to the fucking ring. Uh huh. I can't really think of anything else that I'm like super excited about. I mean, so, so Bailey's gonna fight Charlotte, which. Ultimately, let's be honest, even though they haven't really super hinted at this yet, you and I know what this will culminate in. Bailey will win against Charlotte at WrestleMania, doing the Daniel Bryan underdog push, uh, and then Sasha will come out. And she, he'll turn on her. And he'll turn on her, uh, as the way God intended it. That's Okay, so it's been telegraphed, pretty much, that that's what's going to happen. And, and so it's like, what else is there happening on Raw that's interesting? Braun, Braun is great. Yeah. Braun is just the fact that he comes out and just ruins matches. The fact that oh my god, the the one I think it was the one right after Christmas. The one uh, that we didn't review yet. Yeah. Uh it was a tag team match of Bo and Darren versus the shining stars. Oh yeah. That he just came out with a Christmas everyone. tree. Yeah, and everyone in the crowd just started chanting, thank you, Braun. It was uh, so weird. Yeah, I mean, he's been getting so much. Like, it was really weird, because I watched I watched that episode with my dad, because I was home. I was like, Dad, I want to know what your thoughts are on the show. And, of course, the one show he gets, it makes Braun look like the most important wrestler in the wwe because he was involved in like every talking segment he was involved in like two three matches like he was everywhere on that show and it's really fascinating to see like just how much more Strowman we've gotten in the past few weeks like, and it's awesome and it's really good the guy can talk really well he doesn't flub his lines he sounds intimidating as fuck when i think he it's because he keeps it short he keeps hey, it. man, yeah. he plays to his strengths. No, that's yeah, I'm not better that's, for That's him. not a like, knock. That's saying, yeah, he no, knows no, what no. He he's, he, he's playing to his strengths. He's, he's smart. He, he gets it. He, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like. Also, brandishing a Christmas tree as a weapon is hilarious. Fucking awesome. Hilarious. And there was not like a hint of comedy to it. Oh, no. He was scary as fuck with it. <laughs> I, also, just it, it shows how massive he is that he's walking, even if it's a small Christmas tree. Like and my dad's absolute favorite part of the entire three hours of watching Raw with me was seeing Braun no sell the the chair, chair shot. Head. Holy shit, dude! He got and that that sounded loud. He's like thwack, and then he just slow turns around. Like did this did mother what to me? This motherfucker just tried to hit me with a chair. Someone tell someone tell, who was it that hit him? Was it, uh, Epico or Primo that hit him? It it's like someone tell Epico that his grandma was trying to hit me with a chair. <laughs> uh, it was great, and then him coming back later to fuck up the main event was great. When he just was like, "I'm gonna come back out and beat up on Roman Reigns and uh, and Seth Rollins for just whatever reason," it was great, you know. And uh, 
you know, that was, that was awesome. I, I think that was the week before actually, but regardless, Braun coming out to fuck with everyone else's events and he beat Sammy finally in a last man standing match and just ended that fucking whatever was happening feud. So yeah, the, besides Braun looking great and just, you know, surprising all of us with how great he's been, um, not too much happening on raw. It's just sort of a holding pattern. And uh, I don't even think that the Rumble is really going to settle it. You know, it's probably just going to keep the same holding pattern for Christ two more months until WrestleMania. So it is what it is, dude. You know, Finn will come back at some point. Hopefully he'll be back by Mania and they can shake things up. Um, Maybe Nakamura comes up. People have been saying Samoa Joe might come at the Rumble. That'd be cool. Um, Smacked, on the other hand, has had some pretty good storytelling. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen two belt changes in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, shit had to happen in the title or in the tag scene uh, due to the Zack Ryder injury, right? And so, in what turned out to basically be a mini pay per view on television, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, they had all, it was only three matches, and they were the, uh, just the three title belt defenses. And there really wasn't even much talking. It was pretty much just wrestling. Because the, the tag one lasted a long time because it was elimination. Yeah, it was a four-man, four-way elimination match. Um, and uh, due to a slip on the rope slash punch to the face, kind of unintentional, but didn't look all that on i don't know weird thing from right uh orton to harper aa is the new tag belt champions mm-hmm. which uh it, it, i definitely it feels like it was a rush decision it feels like the hype bros were supposed to be the sacrificial lambs to um the wyatts but to then make them look strong yeah but yeah. then but then when they were like shit okay now what they were like okay fuck it put the belts on aa you know, I feel like it's a little early for AA to have the belts, to be honest. And also, there's a lot of tag teams that, that you already aren't doing anything with right now. You could have fed to the Wyatts. Um, you know, but and that also brings up what, what has ever happened to the Usos, you know? Like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I think that they're kind of rushing the storyline. You know, it, it seems like they're just like, oh, well, since the hype bros are out, I guess we'll just move on ahead to the next part of the storyline. It's uh-huh. like, well, you could have just replaced them easy with somebody else. Uh, I really liked what their original plan was. They were going to have that three, three-way three match with uh, Slater and uh, uh, Victor or Connor, rather, mm-hmm. and um, Breeze mm-hmm. for their team to go up. And then you could just easily had Breeze win, right. had them get fucking demolished, Right in a title defense, it would have been, it would have been great. Yeah, but it is what it is, dude. Um, but uh, so uh, also after the Miz's line about Renee, they've sort of gone back and forth. Dean Ambrose and the Miz. Um, or, did I say that right? Did I? My brain just shut off for a second. Yeah, Miz said something about Renee and Ambrose. Well, yeah, and she then, came out and was like. Why are you so obsessed with getting even with Dean? And oh, and I like, think we talked about oh, that. I'm on the... obsessed. You're the one sleeping with him. Oh, prep, prep, prep. 
And then she goes and interviews him, and mm-hmm. he's one of Dean is one of the security guards, uh, who then ambushes and attacks the Miz. Right, and then they finally had their match uh, two days ago. Yep, and uh, they and Dean won. There you and go. Dean won. Who he's, he's now the IC belt. Also, uh, Miz went on talking smack and just did another. My throat vein pops out screaming at Daniel Bryan interview about how Dean never, never deserved this match and the match should have been ended by disqualification. And he has, he has a point that it should have been DQ'd, but still, you know, it's just funny, you know, cause it's all kayfabe, 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 you know, him being like the match should have been disqualified. He should have won by disqualification, not the belt. And then Daniel Bryan's just like, okay, so you cheated. He's like, no, I'm not responsible for what my wife did, but it should have been a DQ. And it's like, okay, but he 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 basically won fair and square. And you hit him in the head with your, with your title belt. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and AJ's look great. And Ellsworth is now with Carmella, and it's fucking, it's kind of adorable. It's funny. It's goofy. Uh, it's probably going to result in him getting played on. Um, sure. She's just using him to help him stumble through her winning matches. Sure. Um, Whatever, dude. Hey, they, at least there's interesting stuff going on in the women's division outside of the title picture. Natty and Bri- and uh, Nikki, this is... I like it. Yeah, no. Uh, the, pretty much every woman who is not injured on SmackDown is involved in a storyline right now. It's great. Which, you know, is actually Raw's kind of. I mean, Nia's going to go up against Sasha. Yeah. Charlotte's going to go up against Bailey. Dana Brooke sort of has been involved in there. Lukewarm whether or not she's really in there or not. And Emelina, I'm just like, well, this is stupid. That's her doing her thing. And then Alicia Fox is with no M Don Cedric Alexander, Alicia Fox. If you ever need anything, Alicia Fox, I fucking love Don Dar. Hey, you know what? Also, I like how the cruiserweights have been getting stories. Yeah. I mean, you got the, that story, the Steel Yo Girl, mm-hmm. Noam Dar. You have the whole Neville being I'm the king of oh, the Oh, how good has Neville looked, too? Get fucked. He's looked great. I fucking love new ugly face Neville. And then also, uh, they have the Jack Gallagher sca- scoundrel. Oh, yeah, scoundrel with the. Navaria Dari or whatever. The. the the duel, the gentleman's duel with the umbrella and the and yeah, man, the Devar and Devaris looked. So at least they're making the wrestlers like not just do sh- shitty ass six man tags. Yeah. Also, what's his name? Fucking hit that four fifty di- Olympic diver splash. Oh yeah, the reverse four fifty. I'm so sad that I can't remember his name now. Inverted four fifty. I wish I could remember his name. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't give enough build-up for these guys, so I don't know who he was. Yeah, I watched two of five from live from this week, guys. It's pretty good. Anyway, oh, okay. So uh, we need to start wrapping this up soonish. I got to leave for my my uh-huh. wisdom tooth uh-huh. in a little bit here. So uh, let's go ahead and spend this last 
maybe like 20 minutes of the podcast here uh doing our best of 2016 recap oh my goodness and, wor- and worst of 2016 seriously was like the best year for wrestling and outside of wrestling it was a trash year and it deserves to be burned but man for wrestling what a fucking year right it was like i mean so first thing like these are just your own personal highlights here that you're throwing out. Well, yeah, the needs to be mentioned. Those who we lost in wrestling in 2016 include, most notably, China. Uh, yeah, China. Mr. Fuji. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Balls Mahoney. Fuck, I forgot Balls Mahoney. Also, uh, 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 Axel Rotten. Wasn't he one who passed yeah, away this year? Yeah, I think he did. Uh, so we got, we got plenty of... Uh, the in memoriam for this year. Notable stars who went out this year. Um, and uh, man, like, excuse me, um, like, it's just uh, it's it was a rough year in terms of of deaths. Uh, also, so we had uh, uh, yeah, Balls Mahoney, Axel Rotten. Uh, China. Uh, so there's a lot of these who I don't know as much, but Mr. Fuji, like you mentioned. Um, and I guess Muhammad Ali is worth mentioning. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, he, he definitely it, involved in wrestling, especially his appearance at uh, uh, the one in Korea that they did, the WCW and NJWP yeah. uh, event, the one that apparently had the largest attendance ever. Uh-huh. Anyway, so that was that's sad. But on to better things. Fucking AJ Styles debuts in WWE and then takes over the motherfucker. Right, and is now the champ that runs the camp. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega's been having a fucking fantastic year overseas. Bullet Club, everyone was like, oh no, Bullet Club got swiped and swindled into the WWE. But, but then... It's just like invaded all of professional wrestling. Yeah, and now it's like Omega and Young Bucks and now Cody Rhodes, who's no longer with WWE, but is instead like an indie darling. He made the transition... Because a lot of dudes who go from WWE to outside, it's not on their own terms. Mm-hmm. So it's it winds up being like a stumbling block. It's like, oh man, you know, <clears throat> like let's be honest, like uh, uh, Aaron has not done that great outside Aaron of being, Rex. yeah, yeah. As a, outside of being, you know, when he was Mizzed out, everyone loved him, uh-huh. and then that didn't full. I mean, it transferred for like a week or two, and yeah. then the novelty wore off because he wasn't, he was no longer Sandow, he was this new guy, uh-huh. and so people were like, oh. But it doesn't quite work here. And then here comes fucking Cody Rhodes. Right. And just like, just killing it. And now he's a bullet club. And we were at Evolve 74, another personal highlight from this year. Uh-huh. We, we went to uh, Extreme Rules and Evolve 74. <clears throat> and first and second wrestling live shows. Letting our fans know that we are going to be at Evolve 79. Yeah, on the stage. Get hyped. Drew McIntyre slash Galloway, uh, Galloway confirmed at the show. Gonna be great. It'll be Kayla's second ever wrestling event too. She's coming with us this time. What other? What else has she been? To? I took her to a, like a local trash promotion oh. at like a gym. She when? had a lot of fun. When this was, uh, Jesus, this was like last year. In New York, yeah, last oh. year in spring, and it was somewhere. It was it was te- it was in Stoke Queens, but it was like far out in Queens. Ooh. And Mike. Hall, shout out to Mike Hall, friend of the show, drove us out there to a 
gymnasium that was attached to oh it was not a school gymnasium it was like a rehab facility oh, and it was like a gym attached to the rehab facility there was like anti-drug posters everywhere okay uh-huh. like hey don't don't use the bleachers in here to smoke crack remember you're here to get well <laughs> and so it was just like a little fucking you know ring in the middle of this rehab gymnasium uh-huh. and it was mostly bleacher seating and I was like, oh man, Kayla's going to hate this. And then instead she like loved it. And after we left the show, she was like, that was awesome. I want to go to more of these. And so like I had talked about taking her to a hockey game this year. Uh I was like, hey, what about next year if I take you to a hockey game? She's like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. I was like, yeah, like look, I'm looking at like at maybe saving up and we could try to do like ice side, ice side seats, Uh like Islanders game. She was like, I'd actually kind of rather go to a WWE event. I was like, Oh, you still my heart. Girl, you talking dirty to me? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, great year in wrestling, though. Oh, and we'll be live. Well, I'll definitely Facebook live stream a bunch of the shit from Evolve 79. Uh-huh. Faux show. Uh, also, if you guys haven't seen that, you can go to our Facebook, and there's a bunch of stuff from Evolve 74 I posted. Um, but yeah, well, uh, so more stuff from 2016 that was dope. Uh, uh, I mean, we have Shinsuke Nakamura debuting in mm-hmm. WWE. You have... Oh, the rise boy. and fall of Finn Balor. Well, I mean, it's an injury, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Injuries happen. It's unfortunate that it happened when it did. I know, but like, he, you go from being number three in the draft to like self, the guy who beats Roman Reigns clean to winning a brand new belt as it's debuted and mm-hmm. beating the WWE's poster boy for the last two years. And then shelf. But he gets to come back and say he never lost it. True. He gets to come back looking strong. It'll be good to see him back. But there's also, and in fairness, been a lot of a lot of garbage this year. Uh-huh. Uh how they handled Seth Rollins coming back post extreme rules. For sure. That was the time to turn him face. Absolutely. And instead, I mean, he's good at turning the crowd against him. But he went back to heel, and then in the face turn, it wasn't even him opposing He's the still authority. Not really a face, no. And you don't trust him at all, no. And like the and thing, he's not done anything to really be like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Exactly. It's he got the authority betrayed him. So now he's a face question mark. Yeah, I guess. And also, you know, Roman Reigns, as much as he's pushed as being a face, he's even self admittedly not a good guy. Uh-huh. I mean, he's not the bad guy, but he's just the guy. He's just he's, he's just a guy. He's just the guy. A guy. Not the guy. He's a guy. He's just a guy. I'm just a guy. Um, you know, there's other stuff. Ellsworth kind of got overplayed towards the end there. Uh there was, you know, some weird booking decisions. Whatever happened to the lockbox at WrestleMania? I would say that there's definitely a break between like I th- I mean, the easiest with the old day oh my god the old day bit fuck that was like one of the worst things i'd ever seen on tv so bad but i would say that on the whole since wrestlemania wrestling has gotten better and right now it what a time to be a fan oh right the the in-ring product overall great like the fact that wwe went all the way through 2016 up until roadblock with a four or higher mat rated match mm-hmm like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's never uh, fucking roadblock had to ruin it. But 
Still, yeah. that's that's like an insane streak of just good wrestling. And most of the shows had multiple four stars or better matches. Like, and we even had the like that like couple of weeks where they kind of got drunk at the wheel and forgot they weren't the Attitude Era anymore. Those are fun, right? Those were when Raw was good this year. Raw was really good. It was just sucks that I'd say seventy five percent of the time Raw was mediocre or bad. It. I think a lot of it has to do with like we were talking about. They just they aren't building up young stars enough to take over. They're not, or even not young stars, but just people who aren't in the main event. They're not. Yeah, no, they still too ca- too much care about The Rock and Stone Cold and. Look at look at WrestleMania this year when New Day came out and got chumped, and that's after they had already yeah, chumped. Two of those three guys aren't even in the company anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's like anyway, but that's not what this is about. So let's go ahead and just let's in this review here, this little year end recap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's throw out some nominees for Match of the Year. <laughs> All right. Match of the year. Um, I would like to nominate three matches from the Cruiserweight Classic. Wow. For match of the year? Yeah. Um, also, are we sticking strictly WWE here? Or are we including other matches? It has to be a match that we saw. This is not a research thing, people. We're coming up with all of this right now. Sure. I, we can include whatever we want. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so, the, so you go ahead. Yeah, and throw out a couple. The, the Gargano Champa. Oh, fuck. Match. I forgot about that match. It was so good. Fuck. That just <laughs> ruins like half the nominees that I had in my brain. Where I'm like, no. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, the Abushi the t- Alexander CWC match. It was great. With the police sign Cedric at the great. end. Especially out of ring, but extracurricular for that match. Yes, that was definitely a, a moment of the year, match of the year kind of thing. And then was it the Abushi Swan match? That one was good. I think um, that's the one. I'm, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I would like to nominate. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cena Styles at SummerSlam. That's a good match. Fantastic. Uh, Ambrose Styles from TLC. That was a good match. Yeah, with the ripped butthole. Uh, the but, yeah, as it as it came known to be, the War of the Butthole. Uh, same pay per view. Ziggler Miz Ladder. That was pretty brutal. I I I don't think I'd include that in a top five yeah. or maybe a top ten even. But it was, it was still a very fun ladder match. Considering that ladder matches all generally kind of are the same spots, that one was pretty innovative. Uh, Ricochet versus Osprey at the Super well, Junior. Yeah, that one for sure. I mean, even if it's not storyline, just for the physicality end of it. Right, just the, the impressive display of uh, athleticism. Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, take over fucking Dallas, and fight forever. And if we're going to go with Sami Zayn, then the Sami Zayn-Kevin Kevin Owens, Owens Battleground. Oh my God, that was so good. Uh, and is that all of the nominees? No, because... The one that we saw live. That oh my god! Loved. Fucking the styles. Way. Oh my god! Oh, you're talking about the fatal four way. Fatal four way of uh, Cesaro, Miz, uh, Kevin Owens, and Roman. 
No. No. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. For the IC belt that Miz wins. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was good. And also the same pay-per-view, Styles versus Roman, was great. And the extracurricular for the match was Seth Rollins coming Returning back. For, yeah. Fuck. Those are all great, great contenders, dude. Right. That... Uh, this year's not short of good wrestling. So those are your nominees for Match of the Year from Small Package Podcast. Uh, it was like 20 matches we all just shouted out. I think. Uh, who, 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 who do you think wins? The actual Match of the Year. Do you think it's DIY? Because I got to be honest, there's a lot of those that are exciting and great <sighs> matches, but that the ending of the DIY match still... Every time yeah, I watch it, it's like they're gonna kill not all uh, oh, their buddies. I I fucking love that. Is that our match of the year or is it? It was one of your nominees, dude. Like, well, yeah, but only because you forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Or, uh, or do you think it's style Cena? Or do you think it's uh? Right, what do you think? The match I marked out to the most, I think, this year was uh, Ibushi Alexander. Because when Ibushi kicked out of a couple of Alexander's moves, yeah. I flipped out legitimately. And that was the one where uh, Ibushi had hit his suplex a couple times mm-hmm. on people, and they, they that was his ender, and then... Uh, Cedric kicked out of it, if I'm not mistaken, and I yeah. was just like, "What the? F- no!" That was a great match. That was that was. A, I I feel like that would be my vote. That's match of the year for you. Yeah. So Bob Feckety's match of the year: Cedric Alexander and Abushi at CWC. I think I'm going to go with my match of the year is. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give a I'm going to give a big ass swerve right here. Uh-huh. Since I'm not since this isn't a representative for the podcast. Sure, sure, sure. I'm gonna say that my match of the year Your favorite match. My favorite, my favorite match of the yeah. year. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins, the cash in at Money in the Bank. Ha. Huh. You did love that. You loved the hell out of him that. winning the Money in the Bank itself was I I fucking marked out. It was also right. on my birthday. True. And it was a good match. And no then, and then the end. It's Roman loses clean. Second match. Roman loses clean to Seth Rollins. And then when he came out, I didn't think he was going to cash in, and then he did. So hey, there you go. Uh, feud of the year. Any nominees for feud of the year besides <sighs> besides uh, AJ? Well, I mean, I guess not. Besides it, I mean, we include all of them. AJ Styles versus Cena. AJ Styles versus oh, Ambrose. I was going to say AJ Styles Cena. That was probably going to be my feud of the year. AJ Styles Roman was another good one. Um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, especially the early part of the year. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they didn't handle it as well as they could have. The fact that the blow off was at a B show pay per view. Fair. Um, but I really did like uh, AJ Cena. Because that led to a whole lot of Cena character development that we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's probably going to be my, my choice. Feud of the year? I think I'm going to go with Feud of the year. And it's a, it's a weird choice because it's definitely... Or Sasha Charlotte. That was exactly what I was going to say. Is I, it, it got to the point by the end where I was a little tired because it was yeah, just... But like, man, the but, first few... I could still watch it, though. Like yeah, If they went back next week, 
And and the thing is, like, you knew that when they were gonna put on a match together, it was still gonna be at least a good match. Like, they they put it all out on the line. You knew when those two got in the ring together that it was gonna be something to watch. Fantastic. Uh, uh, and I guess I'll take that into uh, a negative award feud that you could do without seeing for a while of the year. Nominees include Ms. Ziggler, Sasha Charlotte, <laughs> um. James Ellsworth versus literally any human being. Uh, any other ones that are just like feuds that you're like, I could do without that for a hot minute. Darren Titus. Darren Titus. <laughs> we could do without that. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any other ones I can think of. Oh, Corbin Kalisto. I could do without that for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Kalisto needs, needs to get a one up there. But from somebody, but it looks like uh, Kalisto might move into a feud with Ziggles. Ooh, could we'll be fun. Yeah, it's better than Corbin, and I mean that because of the matchup. So, uh-huh. feud, feud of the year that you could do without seeing for a while. Uh, Sasha Charlotte. Sasha Charlotte. I'm weird. I'm, it's feud of I'm the done. year, <laughs> and I could go without for a while. Right. I'm gonna it go. Was great, with, but I'm gonna go with Ms. Ziggles, even though I loved some of their matches. Absolutely love some of their matches. Uh, but just just cool Her it for a while. Sigles Corbin, man, they had a bunch of fucking oh yeah shows pre show matches for a fucking ever. Uh, uh, I, I either worst match of the year or most confusing. What the fuck just happened? Match of the year. I already have my my winner picked out in my head, so I'm gonna let you throw out nominees for yourself. Worst match of the year. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Rusev Roman at SummerSlam. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Where it's just like, we're going to awkwardly fight outside the ring, and then they're just going to call it. And then the fact that it led into the the Lesnar cutting open Orton match, which like was confused, also had a dumb ending. And so the ending of SummerSlam was just like, hey, a great Cena match. That was awesome. Holy shit, what a great storytelling. And then we're just going to... Our way out the door. All the way. Bye. Runner up for me, and you you and I were there for it. The Asylum match. Oh, yeah. My run was like, I mean, sure, they did the tax spot. Sure. But the tax spot came 15 minutes after a bunch of awkward fumbling in a cage. And also a potted plant was a weapon. Like. But my winner, though. And if you haven't seen the Ambrose Asylum match, just go back and watch Extreme Rules. And however bad you think it is on TV, imagine it without commentary in the stands. It was confusing. Yeah. But my winner is R-Truth versus Curtis Axel from Fastlane because it knocked off like an Usos tag match to the pre-show and it got bumped somehow to the main card. No, no. I think that was the one that knocked that knocked uh the Kalisto Del Rio two oh, out of right. three falls for the U.S. Title, title, right? To the pre-show, they were just like, you know what? We don't need a title defense on the main event. We need our truth versus Curtis Axel. And it was so, it was just like not good. And it was just like, what? Just why did we see this? It had no build up. There was no, there was no any explanation behind it. It was just sort of like, eh. yeah, they they seriously must have just been like, shit, we need ten minutes. Go, go. You're here and you're here. Go. So I guess you could argue for 
superstar of the year. There's a lot of people you could argue Kenny Omega, even though he's not WWE, so uh-huh. superstar. But you know, Kenny Omega had a great year. Yeah. Uh, there's Cody Rhodes having his year outside of WWE. Um, Young Bucks having a great year. I feel like it comes down to three real prime contenders. So AJ Styles, AJ Styles, Charlotte, and Matt Hardy for yeah. for best year. Oh man! And I mean, because Shinsuke had a great year, but keep in mind, there's also been a the lot. Heights of NXT are only so high. Exactly. Like you know, the match that he had to take over Dallas with Sami Zayn, fucking just a phenomenal match. It was great, and he's had good matches with other people. But just, you know, a lot of the year was, was a lot quieter for him. Uh-huh. I feel like, obviously, AJ Styles making his WWE debut at the Rumble. And then the, shooting his way up the card. Amazing. And becoming, like, the top heel on the male side of the company. Exactly. Uh, and the fact that he's a strong heel. Like, oh, when yeah. was the last time we had someone holding the belt who wasn't a chicken shit heel? Right. Who actually fights and wins. Then you have Charlotte. Who has dominated the women's division? She's great on the mic. Charlotte is. I, I I made a point to say that AJ Styles was the top male heel in the company just because Charlotte's arguably the top heel in the company, and she's great at it. She is phenomenal. Like holy shit! And then Matt Hardy is having a. And again, there's lots of people who've had rejuvenations in their careers this year. Chris Jericho may be the best Chris Jericho we have seen in a long time. But Matt Hardy, what Matt Hardy has done on TNA with broken Matt Hardy on TNA, he has made, he has turned TNA into like a common wrestling thing to talk about. He is, he's turned around an entire company with what he has been doing. They chant delete and obsolete at WWE events. And that is a TNA reference that does not happen. This is like a new ground being broken, broken pun intended. So, Bob, who do you think superstar of the year? I I I gotta go with Matt Hardy just because what we've said about you know AJ Styles, what we've said about Charlotte, they've they've been having you know years that wrestlers can only dream of, but Matt Hardy is doing things for an entire company that people can only dream. Like Matt Hardy is bringing relevance to an entire promotion mm-hmm. to other wrestlers like to dilapidated boats and spanish gardeners like <laughs> like matt hardy has done so much did you watch the apocalyptica thing not all of it did you did you get to the part where the boat becomes sentient and attacks somebody <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> the boat comes to life uh, and it attacks somebody. It just starts going like, on the ground. Like, see, like, and it's awesome. That's something that you tell me, and I and any rational person would look at you and go, "That's the stupidest fucking thing." It was dope. But in Matt Hardy's twisted world, he makes it work. It was amazing. And like, yeah, AJ is being a great professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy is being a great creator of worlds and content and it's an it's amazing shit like what the fuck hardy you it's amazing like not everything has stuck not everything has been perfect but like the highs are so high and the fact that he like single-handedly pretty much has turned tna into 
a discussion. Right. And also his stuff is fun wrestling stuff to watch. It's like it's not it's not super serious. It's not, you know, oh, this is like a blood feud. It's more just like it's just fun wrestling. Yeah, it's just entertaining. Having wrestling. him having a drone come in and I don't make a projection to, of I him. Don't have to, you know, be like, oh, these guys are so serious to hate each other. Right. Like, I don't have his, to... His toddler son beat a grown man in a wrestling match because a, a gardener tased him. It's fucking... It's, a, it's awesome. And it's like, you know, just having a drone come in and have a projection of Matt Hardy give an entire speech is fucking crazy, but it's awesome. And it's what wrestling is and should be. Fun. Yeah. And, definitely. So I think we're in, we're in agreement. Matt Hardy. Superstar in of WWE, year. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, if you were going WWE exclusively, yeah, I, I think AJ Styles, it's close for Charlotte, but AJ Styles has had just... The, the, fact, that, the fact that he's an outsider who's made his name other places... Is crazy. Because generally, once you get outsiders who've made their place, they, they, yeah, they just get torn down. Sure, maybe they can climb back up a bit, but... They aren't going to be the top guy for months and months and months mm-hmm. like AJ has been. Like it's been great. It's unprecedented how amazing the, a guy coming in from other promotions can has taken over. It's been great. It's been great to watch. Um, anything else you want to talk about for 2016 that's just like a highlight or something that you think is worth noting that you want to talk about? I mean, Goldberg came back, Sting went to the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we that happened, but we talked about on the podcast itself um, at length. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really speak um, with as much authority to this, mm-hmm. but uh, from what it f- has felt like, it seems, um, especially thanks to the rise of streaming services, that mm-hmm. the the rise of indies has just been huge for 2016. Oh yeah. It seems like a lot of companies have really come around with their own streaming services or they've gotten into part of other people's streaming services. Right, right, right. And it just, it seems that 2016 has been the easiest year, uh, ever to access wrestling content, right. uh, between Facebook, between Twitter, between, you know, just, and all of these services, but on YouTube, on, you know, everywhere, it's easy to find great wrestling and the more exposure to great wrestling people have, the better it makes wrestling. Yeah. You know what? I totally agree. And I think it's a great place to end the show today. And hopefully all of this will just carry on into 2017 and 2017 can be an even better year for wrestling. Cheers. That was our microphones. All right, everybody from small package to you, to you. Merry, Merry New Year. Merry New Year's. And I hope you had a good 2016, and let's hope 2017 will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Not a dumpster fire. (laughs) All right, everybody. You can find Bob on Twitter at Bob Faggity and on Instagram at Soldier Soldier Scuzzy. C-U-Z-Z-Y. I feel like soda. Uh, You can find me on pretty much every social media at CB Pointexter. And you can find the two of us on Twitter and Facebook at Small Package P-O-D. That's P-O-D like podcast. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Small Package Show. And uh, we'll uh, see you next week.